Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, this is Rick Mercer, you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 106 for Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. How is it going, onesies? Welcome to the podcast. This week, I'm going to be telling you guys about my weekend at the Comedy Nest. I've had my first barbecue of the season. I've been doing some writing and, uh, you know, all in all, I've been a good bitch. You know, maybe that's going to be a new segment for us here. I got the window up in the background, but I'm sure Alphonic will clear all that out. And you guys won't hear any of it, but it's just such a beautiful, sunshiny, warm day out that I had to open the window to do this podcast. I had no choice. I tried to not open the window and my body caught up like I was possessed and walked over and opened it. You know, weather problems. Uh, let's read some new hashtags this week. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to start right off by saying, you know, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm trying to take this podcast in a new direction just overly by not necessarily just going over the week's stuff. I've said this before a few times, but I think I just want to... I just want to talk about what I feel like talking about and then everything else can, uh, you know, it's not important. I don't have to go over absolutely everything I did. I'll start off by saying the most, um, prominent thing that happened to me last week was that I, uh, I did some shows in Montreal. All right. So, uh, I was there Thursday through Sunday, sorry, Saturday, I guess Sunday, if you count that it was like after midnight that I left, but uh, I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, um, yeah, so I drove down. And one of the first things that started my weekend off is I actually got an Airbnb. So, um, in Montreal, I was just hosting and, uh, I love going to that club. It's a good club, good people, good people that run it. And, um, but it's not great money, not shitting on it, not headlining the money. They, they do a good job. They save the money for the headliner and they bring in some pretty spectacular acts, I must say. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I should foreshadow it right now or just wait till we get there. But, uh, what happened was I went to, um, I don't have to say the guy's name. I'll tell you what, I won't say the guy's name, but, uh, but the headliner was not, was not great this weekend. Um, and I wouldn't say that if he was like a nice guy or anything like that, but he was just so standoffish. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All of it's coming. But, um, because the money's not great, mm, I used to. Um, I actually used to drive down and then drive home. It's only about an hour and 45 minutes to get from Ottawa to Montreal. So what I would do is I would just do the two hour drive. It would cost me 40 bucks a day in gas, but I do the drive. And then the last, uh, last few times I had to, to say to them, like, listen, I'd love to come back guys, but can I get a small budget for an Airbnb? You know, just so I'm not putting so many miles in the car. It's funny that I call them miles, even though we do kilometers, you know, does anybody else do that? You go, ah, I'm putting all these miles in the car. I think it's just the saying, right? But 
I mean, I technically am. I'm putting all sorts of, you can convert. <laughs> but anyways, I, I just said, you know, I, I need some cash for an Airbnb because I can't keep doing this. And uh, and they were great. They were like, yeah, they gave me, um, you know, they've given me, they, they pay me more than other hosts to accommodate that, which is good. Um, But it's not enough to stay in a hotel or even a, uh, let's say, a good quality Airbnb. So I got to like basically pick stuff that's in the area and at a uh, rel- relatively low price. And I've had success before. You guys, my podcast listeners, you guys know I've stayed in places that were decent, but then the locks didn't fucking work or the keys got stuck in the door or the door wouldn't close properly. Like, there's always a fucking issue with privacy. All right. That's the big issues that I have is just like, I don't, I'm not a super private guy. I'm on here fucking pouring my heart out every week. So it's not like privacy is the most, but I'm also, let's put it this way. I'm physically self-conscious at times, right? I'm a big guy. So I just want to be able to have a little bit of privacy, you know, if I'm changing or something like that, you know, I don't want to basically, I don't shower at the gym. I'll go home in my fucking clothes, sweaty, and then I'll shower when I get home. I just, especially the, like the gyms that I go to, <laughs> which I don't lately, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's all these, I go to a, a chain called good life here. It's not a, it's a nice little free plug for them. Cause some of their employees are good. Their, their owners are dickhead. I'm all over the map with this right now. But, uh, and I hope you guys will forgive me too. I'm like two days into a new set of, uh, you know, um, aligners. So it's, I, you know, my, I haven't learned how to talk with my new teeth configuration yet. So I've got this like, sorry guys, I'm having a hard time with my teeth today all over the map, but I'm, I know where I'm at. I got my finger right in the pages of this story. Um, the good lives that I go to. They're a fucking mishmash of showers. So some of them are like completely wide open. Everybody's showering up against the wall like a prison. Then I've been to some locations that have these weird like fucking, I call them dick cappuccino machines. Cause it's basically just a giant pipe that comes up from the ground. And then like around this pipe, there's a bunch of little spouts that look like little cappuccino machines that basically are spraying like mist instead of any kind of water that you could possibly wash in. It's just a bunch of dudes standing around this pipe, like orphans waiting to be served food. Please. But right, like a little rat feeder, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, right? You know, little, little hamster balls with the water and you're just waiting to get your little bit of water. Anyways, whatever. Um, so I don't like a lot of gyms. If there's a gym that has like private shower stalls, cool. I could deal with that. I would love to just have a little bit of privacy while I'm washing the large amounts of surface area that I bring to the table. So I like my Airbnbs to have that same level of privacy. You know, I don't want to just, you know, a bunch of people are waiting for the bathroom and you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a little stressful when you get a bunch of people, you know, I like a hotel room where you can just walk out of the fucking bathroom naked, your, your towels kind of this, but you know, when you're staying in a multiple room Airbnb, you know, there's other people waiting for it and stuff. It's just, um, it's a little annoying. We kind of, not in a bad way, but we kind of ran into that in New York just because myself, Simon, and Mikey all needed the shower. And there was some other guy staying in a in a single room in the place too. So it wasn't brutal. It was just the whole, you know, I mean, I guess if you're traveling with friends, you're waiting for the same bathroom too. So it really wasn't that bad. But um, overall, get to this Airbnb. It's small. It doesn't look the nicest. I'm like, you know what? It's just a bed for me to crash. And you couldn't really tell from the pictures because the pictures were taken at such a high fucking angle. You couldn't really see how close to the floor the mattress was or anything like that. So I realized on my way down, I haven't really contacted the host yet, but all the Airbnbs that I've been to lately have been, you know, you show up, it says right in the write-up, here's the code for the door, punch that in, your room's at the end of the hall. And a lot of times, you know, you go into your room, there's the key sitting on the, the dresser waiting for you in a nice way. So you're just like, oh, cool. You pick them up and now you come and go as you please. You got the code for the front door. You got your keys to lock your bedroom. 
perfect, right? Privacy, security. Oh, geez. Good stuff, right? So my issue, uh, I messaged the guy and said, hey, just out of curiosity, like, how do I get in? Where do I pick up the keys? Whatever it is. And he goes, oh, what the fuck? What is going on here? Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, should I pause? Nah, we'll just do this. This is a, a message that I'm getting for a gig tomorrow I was going to tell you guys about later on. Yeah. Body logic setup tomorrow. Oh, this is going to be gross. Um, sorry, I'm doing something tomorrow. I'm sorry that was probably just a bunch of dead air for you guys to listen to there. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyways... Um, so I sent him a message saying, Hey, where's, uh, how do I, how do I get the keys? Nice to meet you. Whatever. I should be in around this time. And he goes, Oh, you just got to come to my work and pick them up and sends the address and whatever. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? You know, I'm coming into Montreal and I'm coming in like not crazy long before the show. It's also rush hour. Like I'm not driving all of a sudden. And then he sends a second message saying, you know, I, I didn't respond to the first one, just driving. And then the second message is it's just around the corner from the the Airbnb. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll do that. But that's frustrating, right? Am I a, am I a diva? Because I'm like, I don't want to like. Par- it's also street parking, which is a thing I've said before about Airbnbs. Where if you get an Airbnb and you set a parameter for private parking, like or or, or what is it like? Yeah, private parking on premises or parking spot on premises. Um, they they consider parking on premise free sorry free parking on premises is the I, I believe the terminology they used to use and i was like yeah that's what i want i want free parking on premises and i would pick that for the airbnbs and the first time i experienced it was in montreal to the point where like you know several times later i had to google this uh, and found out that airbnb considers free parking on premises uh free street parking up to 10 blocks away um that's bullshit Right. I mean, if you're going downtown to a venue and they're like, yeah, we have free parking on premises. You're like, really? Like, yeah, well, you can make sure you can find something on the street somewhere within 10 blocks. I'm sure there's something like, oh, that's not free parking. That's a giant fucking headache. As a matter of fact, if you don't know the city and all of its laws and street parking laws and stuff. So it was quite the giant fucking pain in the ass. uh, The multiple times I had to experience it. So this place, I knew it was free parking on the street because the guy was actually kind enough to put that in the write up. But I was like. I was already like, okay, I got to find a fucking spot for the car. Then I got to walk over to your thing. Then I got to unload the car and bring it up to the, the bedroom, right? So I get uh, I get into Montreal. I find a parking spot two blocks away. Um, Then I wander down to this. Also, at this point, guys, I had to piss so fucking bad. Uh, not that it, not that it really, you know, you, that you have to know that, but I mean, just, have you ever been like, fuck, I've been driving, I gotta get to the bathroom. Now I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta go get the key before I can go back to my car and get my shit before I can walk two blocks to get up, you know? And at this point I didn't know it was up, but it was a fucking crazy tight walk up place. I get to his restaurant. I ask for him. They, I walk in the door. It's actually a nice place that he worked at, but a little hole in the wall, but very nice restaurant. I'm like, do you have a reservation? Sir? I'm like, no, actually I'm, I'm sure to see Greg if possible. Um, they go grab him. Sorry, I shouldn't mention his name, but whatever. But he's a good guy. I won't. I won't mention that shit. Will I? Fuck. Sorry. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll put it this way. The guy was great. He was a great fucking dude. Very nice. Very very quick with responses and everything like that. But uh, he comes up, gives me the key. We walk out front real quick, and he's like, "Hey, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's this and that." And I I said to him, uh, "I was like, oh great. Is there like a key for the bedroom door?" And he's like, "No." 
I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, there's just no, there's no key for it. I'm like, huh? Well, that's uh, frustrating as hell. You know what I mean? Like I, I immediately, I'm just like, oh, well, that sucks because I like to have privacy. I like to be able to, uh, you know, lock my, like, I'm going to lock my shit in there. I brought my laptop, my iPad, my, my tech, like all the things that I need. I, I, again, this is not something I'm saying to him, guys. I'm giving you my inner narrative. Just in case at any point you're like, why did, why did you say all these mean things every time you asked a question? I didn't <laughs> I had these, these instant narrative responses, but, uh, I'm like, well, this sucks. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, and there's an issue with the bathroom sink right now. He's like, if you, there's a screwdriver beside it and you got to twist the top back onto, it. it's kind of stripped right now. So like, if you go to use the sink, you might not be able to, or you might have to like really press hard to like pull up. I'm like, I'm just absorbing this going, whatever. I've had a long, I've had a long trip. I gotta, I gotta piss. So thank him so much. Go back to the car, grab my shit, go up, bring it into the bedroom. And, uh. And yeah, so my, my plan at this point is like, okay, I'm going to use this place to crash. I'm going to lock my shit in the car when I leave. I'm not going to leave it in the room because the room has no lock on it. Like no, uh, no keyed lock. There was a twist lock on the back of the door, you know, like a bathroom, you close the door, twist lock. I'm like, cool. So, um, I was only there briefly enough to basically just go to the bathroom, change, um, actually I didn't change. I apologize. I just went to there to, uh, I, I changed right before I left for Montreal. So I was fresh as a daisy, two hours in the car, but fresh as a daisy. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm just checking in and dropping some shit off. Uh, you know, and, um, I think I'm trying to remember here too. Uh, I think I had to brush my big thing was brushing my teeth. These aligners are pain in the ass. So you have a coffee or anything like that. You got to brush your teeth and clean everything. Um, when I got in, I had a quick look, like just a quick little look around the space and nothing against my, my very nice host, but this was like, this was a, a young man's apartment. So basically it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm used to a lot of Airbnb locations where you go in there's like three rooms, but it's all sort of set up as an Airbnb property. This is this guy's renting a room in his house. His roommate left, didn't want to move out, rents out the room uh, on Airbnb. Um, the place was pretty gross. Um, I've seen worse. Um, but it was just like, oh, this, like, I don't want to get, I'm not trying to be negative, but the room I was in was clean enough, I guess, but it was like a mattress on the floor, a tiny little nightstand and a dresser and like nothing else, no decor, no, like just honestly, it looked like uh, it looked like a bachelor's bedroom, like right before he moves in with a woman for the first time or a man, a cleaner man, let's say an effeminate man. Um, and this is like the last day of the move where it's just like his mattress is left on the floor, a tiny little nightstand and dresser that there's no way she would ever let into her house. So it was just like, that's what the room looked like. You know what I mean? Like an empty apartment room with a mattress. Like, like you're like, uh, just, and it looks sad. You know, that sad feeling. You're like, ugh. You know, I used to have such good times here with all my stuff. And now it's just like a left all the shit. You didn't, like that's, that was the room that I was staying in. There was no character, no life to it whatsoever. No zero charms. So you'd think for something for Airbnb, like oh, I'll put up a picture or two and put a little plant on the nightstand. You know, I felt like it was the, the, the place from the apartment from train spotting, but just without the crackhead on the couch, you know, um, didn't see him all week. Like, basically I was like, all right, I'm going to be here to sleep and then I'm going to be gone all day just so I'm not, you know, in this. So what I did, uh, anyways, yeah, the lock, no lock on the door. 
the bed, the bedroom door in terms of a key lock. So I'm not going to bring all my shit back down. Then I go off to the show, um, the first night show is I'm, I'm running into a couple comics. I know Jeffrey Applebaum, John Milanos, and I think there was someone else the first night and I don't know why I can't think of who it was. Jeffrey, John. Oh, and a, a nice guy named Fergus Craig, not Craig Ferguson, but Fergus Craig, which was really hard for me to remember his name, but I got it right when I brought him up. Um, and then the headliner won't say his name, um, but he was like really, really, really quiet and like standoffish. Like you'd go to say something to him, he'd give you like a one word answer. They just look, look back down. Um, but, uh, yeah, like all weekend, I'll just make it brief all weekend. Uh, he made it really uncomfortable for all of us. Um, just like if he did talk to someone, it was usually like running the person who was on stage down very briefly or, or just criticizing it. But like, it's almost to the point, like we were all, we were all trying to write our own bio of this guy. I'm like, is he just, is he just quiet? Is he, is he a dick? You know, does he think he's better than everybody else? Why is he like, he was telling, like, he would always complain about something. You know, why is there so many comics in the show? Like he was telling me to bring him straight up, you know, like I'm as the host, I would do a little bit of time off the top, but basically I'd just be like, Hey guys, anyone celebrate anything? And then that was it. Once I addressed that, it was time to bring everyone up. And it was just like everyone just saying names. Here you go. Next person. All right, guys, was that keep it going for so-and-so? All right, your next act. Well, so I was just saying names the whole time. It wasn't very fun for me. Um, but I enjoyed the offstage time with my friends, uh, Iman El Husseini was on the show, uh, John Milanos, uh, Nick Nemiroff. I got to see for the first time. Who was very funny, very nice guy. Um, was really cool overall just working with those guys. But the headliner was like, yeah, just bring me right up. Just bring me right up. Just bring me right up. So it was like, I, he would cut like, and the funny thing was, I think at first he was worried he wouldn't get to do his time. Cause again, in stand up, it's all about time, right? So the show starts later, anything like that. Well, that time has to come from somewhere, but every show was starting late guess what? The time comes out of the MC, right? So I, I would lose a few minutes off the top. Then what would happen is they'd be like, just bring everybody up. Cool. And then they were like, you can do time before the headliner. But the headliner was like, mm, just bring me right up. But here's the thing. So if the show was supposed to end at midnight, right? There's two shows on, on Friday, Saturday. So just as a nice square number midnight, the show was supposed to end at midnight. Um, I would bring him up at, uh, what is it? 10 for fuck's sake, 20 after, right? 20 after would be the time to, to bring him up for the show to end at midnight. But the act ahead of him would end at like 12 after. So it's like, cool. I have like eight minutes. I actually can tell some jokes, but he'd be like, bring me right up. So if he had some comics, you know, they're supposed to do 40 minutes, but they're like, oh, I got this is 45 I'm working on. You know, I really want to get it all out. So in a case like that, you're like, okay, great. I mean, I'm still losing three minutes, but you're going to get your 45 in. At least you're making use of time. He would get me to bring him up eight minutes early. And then he would end eight minutes early, right? So people were getting less show. I'm like, I wanted to do time. I want to be able to tell some fucking jokes. And the job as an MC is to maybe tell a few jokes so that people have time to get up after the feature, go to the bathroom, come back. They don't miss anything, right? Or they're just missing a little bit, missing the host, not the headliner. The headliner is supposed to be the best part of the show. Um, this weekend was not the case. But... Um, yeah, it just sucked. I just wasn't having a good time um, during the shows. But uh, on Saturday night, uh, last uh, last show, I'm 10 seconds from being brought up. And I bump into my friend coming from the back of the, the club where, I mean, everyone does that. They go there looking for a bathroom or something. Um, but I, I see my friend Diana and I'm looking at her face. And I'm like, oh, that looks like my friend Diana. I go, Fuck, that's my friend Diana. I'm like, how are you doing? She's like, oh my God, how are you doing? What are you doing here? I go, I'm about to walk on stage right now. She's like, oh really? We're here for the show. I'm just trying to find the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, it's down the hall, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, okay, what? Well, that's, that's great. Then I'm like, yeah, they're going to say my name. I got to go, you know, give each other a quick hug. And then I fucked off. 
you know, did my 10 minutes for the night and and that was it. But I got to, to hang out, uh, well, hang out. I got to meet uh, her, her husband, I think, or fiance or whatever. Uh, and then her friend Amanda, who I haven't seen in years, apparently she's like, oh, do you remember Amanda? And I didn't at the time. I'm very sorry. But uh, when she was introducing me to her again, I didn't remember. But after we were chatting for a little bit, they were talking about how they used to come over. But I was like, oh, I think I do remember you. Um, but I met Amanda's boyfriend as well, Steve. I think I can't remember, or sorry, Amanda, yeah, Amanda's boyfriend, Steve. And then I can't remember Diana's, um, Diana's husband, I think Darren or something. I think I called him Darren. He's like, uh, you know, Nathan. I'm like, oh, well, not even close. I don't think, but, um, but she, uh, she is expecting. So congratulations to my friend, Diana. It was nice to see her. She lives in Ottawa. Her friend, Amanda, who I haven't seen in years, of course, or even remembered really lives in Montreal. So they were just there visiting and conveniently happened to come to the, uh, the comedy club, uh, the same night that I was in town. So it was really cool to see them and do a quick little catch up. It was great to see my friend, John Milanos, who is, as a matter of fact, in Ottawa right now doing, uh, him and I will be doing a show tonight at absolute comedy. Um, and I saw my friend Iman who now lives in New York city. She's originally from Montreal. Uh, Nick Nemroff is fantastic. He's done Conan. He lives in Los Angeles. Um, so it was cool. Like it was actually the, the show was basically three Montrealers who all don't live in Montreal anymore. Um, and then this headliner who's super quiet and made everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, what was nice about my weekend in Montreal. So I go back to Thursday night. I do the show. John uh, very graciously offers me. Uh, I don't know if gracious is the right word. Like being very, he's not that great. Gracious, I think comes from grateful, but but he had nothing to be grateful for. Um, he was just very kind, right? He was very kind. He drove me back to my condo or my, 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 my crack shack Airbnb. And, uh, cause it was like a 20 minute walk and a part of me was like, yeah, like I, I'm going to get an Airbnb. That's a bit of a walk from the club, save some money, you know, get a little exercise in this weekend. But that's when you're like, you freshly showered and you know, you've got a nice, you know, you're looking forward to it. This was like, oh, I fucking, I'm really not looking forward to going back here. Blah, blah, blah. I've been told John, I'm like, I'm going to try to stay out as late as possible and leave first thing in the morning. So that this is literally just a place where I can go fall asleep and then get up and fuck off. Um, but, uh, anyways, the first night John was kind enough to give me a ride back to, uh, well, actually he did that to me for, uh, both nights, but he gave me a lift back to my, uh, Airbnb and, uh, I go up long day, you know, uh, grab a few things out of the car first, of course, walk a few blocks away to grab my car, you know, that, that free parking on premises, um, grab my, uh, my laptop and, you know, I brought like a little cooler of stuff, um, just, I guess like snacks and beverages just so I'd have something, but didn't end up using any of them. Uh, sorry, kind of boring, but, um, the big thing was once I got upstairs tired, you know, I see, uh, I go to lock the door, the bedroom door, I come in with my stuff, go to lock the door and I turn, you know, you know how it is, right? Like you, you turn a, close the door in the bathroom, you turn the lock and then you check it, right? You test it to make sure that you got it right. That the door's locked. I turn it, twist the door, door opens. I'm like, oh, I must turn the wrong way. Twist it the other way. Turn it. The door opens. I'm like, oh, not only does the bedroom not have a key, so I can't lock the door when I'm gone, but it's also not lockable while I'm here. So I'm like, that's fucking great. I go to brush my teeth at the end of the night and then pull the head right off the fucking sink because I totally forgot the sink wasn't working. So I put it back on. I screw it back on with the screwdriver he has sitting conveniently next to the, the thing. The sink is gross. The toilet is gross. The shower is gross. I'm like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. And I'm like, I don't think, I'm like, thank God I showered right before I left. Cause I'm like, I don't think I'm having a shower in this in the morning. Um, got up. I changed all my clothes. 
fresh everything. And I got the fuck out of there, locked all my stuff back in the, uh, the car. I walked up to St. Catherine's to find, uh, I went to the breakfast spot that I like. I basically packed everything for the day. I put my hoodie on like from the day before, cause it was fine. I only used it in the car, but I'm like, I put my hoodie on from the day before and I packed my, my sweatshirt, uh, sweater that I was going to wear on the stage that night into my bag, my, my writing materials, all the little, you know, toothbrushy stuff for my aligners. If I have, you know, guys, I'm not going to be out all day, right? I'm going to have meals and stuff. So pack all my shit into that. And then I walk up to St. Catherine. I had myself some nice breakfast and then I walked and I actually, for the first time ever did the pages exercise, which is to just write, 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 write. It's basically a, uh, what's called a stream of consciousness dump. Um, just put all my shit in there for like a half hour straight. Just write, 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 which is great. And then I started banging out my, uh, my comedy ideas. So I started writing comedy, boom, 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 boom. Just getting that all out. I wrote a f- quite a few pages of, of comedy ideas and fucked around with that. Went and had a bite and then went and did the shows. Um, Saturday, you know, uh, Friday night after the shows came back, I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have to have a shower tonight. Um, really wasn't sweaty, which is kind of nice. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to have a shower tonight, but I'm like looking at it the next day. I'm like, I, there's no way I can show this. It's just too disgusting. I'm like, I would rather... Again, I had fresh clothes. I kept changing my clothes. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to spray myself down with cologne. I did not smell. That's the part. I was worried that I would smell. I didn't. But I know that I, I only book the two nights too. I don't book a Saturday night. I just drive home after the show on Saturday. So I basically can make it worthwhile money-wise to go book an Airbnb Thursday and Friday night. And then first thing Saturday morning, I checked out. I uh, packed all my shit up. I checked out. I went to Schwartz's. Um which smoked meat place. Cause the way it works is I will leave my Airbnb area. And because it's the last day of the show, I can actually park my vehicle underground and pay the parking just for that day. So I will leave Saturday morning for my Airbnb. I will, uh, you know, if there's anywhere I need to go first, I will go there first. Then I'll park the vehicle in there. And then the vehicle's there for the day. I leave at midnight after the show and it's pay the one parking fee. Um, not super funny, but just letting you guys know what my fucking process is and kind of what the process is when you're on the road and you're not making sh- huge money. That's why I need you onesies. I need you guys out there to give a fuck about what's going on with me so that I can get out of this goddamn, I can upgrade to just a little bit more civilized lifestyle. So, um, Saturday morning I get up, I go, I'm not showering in this fucking place, clean clothes. And I go, and it's going to have to, you know, it's good. What, 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 what comes will come. So I go to Schwartz's number one smoke meat place in Montreal number. What's the bottom of the list in customer service. They don't give a fuck. They railroad you in and out. They don't, they don't treat you good there. Um, but, uh, but you know, they've got the undeniably the best smoke meat in the city, in the country, in the world. So, um, Schwartz's it is. And, uh, and then after I had a, you know, uh, Schwartz's lunch, I went and I parked the car in the uh, forum and I was like, all right, time to go right again. So I grabbed my shit that I needed. I walked, uh, down to the Starbucks again. I did my stream of consciousness dump. And then I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't have anything I want to write right now, honestly. And I was a little beat guys. The weekend had really taken its hold me that was not getting good sleep on the, the crack shack mattress. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't loving life at that moment. The headliner was kind of, like I said, a, not a very nice guy. So I wasn't, I wasn't having a blast at the shows. I wasn't doing any material. So even like writing material, I was like, oh, it's great. I want to get this out. And I'm like, this guy won't even let me do material. He just wants, you know, me off stage or whatever. Same with everybody. Everybody was getting that. But, um, long story short, I just, uh, after I did my pages exercise, I sat there and I watched, uh, like a movie on Netflix and Starbucks again, just killing time before the show. Right. I got no Airbnb I can be at, so just a nice little comfortable out, whatever. And then I went back to the car, dropped all my, my shit off. And then I just went for a walk. 
I walked down to St. Catherine, got some exercise in. I was reading, um, I was for the second time now, the happiness equation, great book by Neil, Neil Prasha. I think it is like a bunch of letters that go together. I can't pronounce Prash, Pashrika. I think it is anyways. Great book. I was rereading that and he was saying that there's studies that say that if you walk for, you know, people who walk for 30 minutes a day, I think it was at least three days a week. Uh, or no, maybe that wasn't the number three's in there. I think it's because it was 30, uh, you know, 30% less likely to suffer from depression or whatever, or some, something that it reduces depression by like 30%, whatever I'll fucking, yeah, here, here's the fact guys that I can't remember. If I'm not mistaken, it was people that walk for, you know, 30 minutes a day, uh, it actually fights the, the fights depression. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Cause I've been really suffering from depression lately. So, uh, I did that. I walked from one, you know, from the forum way down St. Catherine and then all the way back, uh, podcast in my ear felt good about the exercise. And then it was time to sort of, I tried, I tried to sleep in the car for like half an hour. It was so fucking hot in the forum. I was like, there's no way. And especially for a guy who hasn't had a shower in two days, I'm like, I'm not sitting in the sauna and being like, Hey guys. Um, but again, didn't, didn't smell. I didn't smell. And I, uh, which is crazy, but, uh, was feeling good, feeling good overall. The last two shows, uh, saw my friend Diana, boom, back to Ottawa. Ye fuckity ha. Um, so yeah, thank you. Comedy nest. Thank you. Onesies for listening to that big, long story. I promise it's the longest one that I'll tell, but, um, definitely get what you pay for an Airbnb. I don't want to shit on this guy. Cause he was a very nice person. He was a very nice person, but the room sucked. Everything that was broken sucked. The the dirtiness factor sucked. You know, I, I get renting out a room in your house, but you should have seen it. Jason for a very short period of time. Yeah, fuck, man, you should have seen it. If you saw this room right now, you'd be like, what the fuck happened? But um, the, the room next to mine, uh, Jason was going to have as an Airbnb for a while. And that room was immaculate. Nice 4K TV mounted up on the wall. You know, with uh, with Netflix and everything already logged into it. Uh, nice dresser, nice bed. You know, clean everything. Art, nice, just plain, simple, contemporary art on the wall. Very nice living space. And Jason's also very big on keeping the bathroom clean and stuff like that too. And in the, the the common areas, you know, and you know, we could put a lock on the door, you know, if that's what somebody wanted. But the whole idea was that they would have had a space. And we had a few comics staying there. Now Kamar lives in there. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I love Kamar. I do. He's my buddy. I don't want to put him on blast. I'm just busting his balls, but he fucking knows that is, that is not a room that you could Airbnb in its current state. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, what was I going to say? Uh, he was good, but I just like, yeah, you can't have that. You can't have a fucking, you know, it was like, I kept telling people it was like a white porcelain bathtub, but it looked like someone had poured, like had washed out a bucket of concrete in it. It was so gray and black at the bottom of it. So, you know, I, I listen, I don't judge how people live, but once you turn and again, same thing, like if he was like, Hey man, why don't you come crash at my place? I wouldn't have a fucking thing to say about it. You know, if we were buddies, right. I'd be like, Hey man, it's your house. You're going to be pleased to stay. I got nothing to say, but when you're paying for it and it's something that people can be rating, reviewing, like you guys should see my fucking car. When I was driving Uber and I haven't done it in a long time, my car was clean, nothing in it, nothing. You know, I, I was, I was constantly taking a roller. If I ever, if I ever went and visited my dog at my mom's place and I got hair all over me, I would take a roller to myself. I would take it to the seats afterwards just to make sure there was no filth or anything like that. I wanted people to have a nice clean experience because you're paying for it. You know, it's not even so much that I'm being rated for, but just at the end of the day, like I believe that if you're paying for something, you should get what you pay for. And sitting in a filthy car or sleeping in a filthy, you know, uh, bedroom or whatever, 
you know? Oh, I gotta have a shower? Oh, I don't know why, but I feel like if I get in the shower, I'm gonna come out dirtier than when I went in. So, anyways, all that's to say, nice, nice dude, very kind, not his personality that I take any issue with, but the lack of privacy, the lack of cleanliness, um... Basically, it's like, like I said, it felt like I was in some, like some college kid's house who could have buddies over there to sit around and smoke pot and this and that, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck about that, but like the whole idea that there's no lock on my door. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm sleeping with all my stuff in here and you know, someone can just walk in. Oh, bro. Sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Like, oh no. Great. Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out. I don't know. It's just not very comfortable. You guys, I'm sure you get it. All right. Moving forward. Um, I also had my first. And several subsequent barbecues of the year. I, uh, Jesus, I went to Costco. I think I may have mentioned this in the last episode. I went to Costco and I bought, um, some hamburgers, preformed hamburgers, just the beef. And, um, and I whipped some, some, uh, yeah, from, for my mom's, uh, for mother's day there. I think I had some, some hamburgers with my mom and I spent uh, some time on YouTube going like, all right, how do I make these fucking things? I really feel like I did talk about this last episode. So if I did, I'll make, I'll make it quick just in case I'm repeating myself. But I watch these YouTube videos about like how to make the right burger, you know, how, how to properly cook a burger thick. I think I was trying to figure out how to cook thick burgers because these things were so fucking thick. I'm like, how do you cook them on the inside, but not like char them on the outside, you know? And I thought like lower heat longer because I know that's how you do certain meats, whatever. But I'm just like, nah, I need, I need a prototype. So I watched several videos and let me share the findings with you guys if I haven't done it already. So you got a nice big thick burger. So this is, these are the universally, uh, through several different chefs, including chef Ramsey's video on it, uh, which was not the first that I looked at. It just happened to be there at the same time. But what you want to do is burger beef. So a lot of these guys, some of these guys were like, okay, you get like three different kinds of meat and you get them all ground together. Okay. So that's like, now you're getting a little fancy. Cause they'd be like, oh, we got Chuck. We got primary. We got this. It's all ground together. So it's this. I'm like, all right, well, that's great. But let's just put it this way. You're like me. You just bought some pre-made ground beef burgers. Cool. For starters, don't add egg, don't add uh, breadcrumbs or any of that shit, okay? First fucking thing that these guys all said, and they said the same thing. Start adding eggs and breadcrumbs and uh, all this stuff to it. Now you're not making, you know, now you're not, now you're making meatloaf, okay? You're not making hamburgers, you're making meatloaf. If you want meatloaf, make meatloaf. We're making a burger here. That's what they all, all of them said. So you're making hamburgers, keep your fucking eggs, keep your fucking breadcrumbs. Chris, you cocksucker, keep your fucking oatmeal out of them. Your burgers are great, but they're more like meatloaf than they are burgers. All right. Just keep your fucking oatmeal out of it. This is what you do. All of them said the same thing. Take your burgers and a little, take your thumb, make a little dimple right in the middle of the, of one side. Okay. The reason for this, if anyone's ever cooked a burger on the, on the barbecue, they had the barbecue, um, they, they can plump up in the middle and sort of look like little footballs. So now you're like picking this thing up and it's more like a little, you know, like a deflated baseball as opposed to a flat burger, you know? So you don't want to press the burgers, all right? That's another thing too. We get to that a little later on. You don't want to press the burgers that, that squeezes the juices out of them. You want to keep all those juices in there. That's a lot of the flavor and it helps keep cooking the burger too. Um, so what's going on at this point? A little dimple in the top of your burgers so that they don't plump up. Apparently, apparently that keeps them from, from, you know, fluffing up to these balls. So you do that, okay? Salt and pepper. They're like season them. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, both sides. Salt and pepper, right? None of them actually were even brushing barbecue sauce on. Feel free to do it. I was doing that for sure. But just salt and pepper and olive oil. As a matter of fact, they're like, put a little olive oil on top, salt and pepper, season the burgers, boom on. That was it. And they were also saying, you don't want to keep flipping them. You want to flip them once. 
So you do the seasoning, cook them on the one side, you know, depending on the size, whatever, you get an idea of when the side's done. And you just do it, flip it the once again, you season the other side too, you know, before you flip it. And that's it. Uh, a lot of them for toasting the buns, they suggested a little bit of olive oil on the buns, which I did, which made a big difference. And uh, I put a little bit of this rustic Tuscan seasoning that I can't get anymore, but a little sprinkle, little sprinkle of that on made the buns really nice. I was loving these. I, I Because I bought them at Costco, I had like 12 burgers, right? So I was making, you know, two burgers a day for the entire week leading up to uh, my leaving for Montreal. So, uh, yeah, I had uh, the burgers. And then, of course, when I came back on Sunday, I went to Costco, got a couple more little groceries, and I... Uh, I ended up getting sausages this time, some spicy sausages. I got to say, I like sausages, but I don't, I don't trust them. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get a sausage and you'll, you'll hit a big piece of gristle in it and I'm fucking done with the sausage. Or you like take a bite, you look down and you see that big piece of fat or gristle sticking out of it. And you're like, Ugh, you grab it, pick it up. It's hard. You're like, I not looking at brick. And it's just kind of like why, like I, when I was a kid, I used to think it was like bone. I was like, oh, there's a big piece of bone in it. That's not, it's fucking gristle, like, ugh, that's gross. Sorry. It was fucking gross, and I did not, uh, yeah, so with with burgers, like, I know that there's some burgers, too. You know, like, every now and again, you get a McDonald's burger, and you'll hit a piece of gristle, and you're like, what the fuck? Or sausage, right? One of those sausage patties, any breakfast place, breakfast sandwiches, you hit a piece of gristle. I'm fucking done with it at that point. For the longest time, I'd go bacon, just because I'm like, nah, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. So yeah, I did the sausages, spicy sausages. I cooked them for uh, Jason and Noreen were at the house. So I was like, all right, I'll make them up. You know, I don't be eating this shit every day. Goddamn barbecue every day. Turned into a big fat Texas fuck. Uh, not that I'm not already. So uh, yeah, I did that. That was a thing. And then uh, since then, I've been just kind of tidying up and I want to get back in the, the flow of things. So because for two solid days, I did my stream of consciousness dump, feeling good about myself. And, uh, you know, I want to get back into it. I got some new ideas for jokes. I got a spot tonight. So I actually want to brush up and do some shit tonight to make sure that I'm still, uh, you know, excited for, for standup, but I, I'm, I'm good. I, even the day that I fucked around and watched movies, I did my stream of consciousness dump and then, um, or pages exercise and then, uh, and then I just watched the movie, but I made sure that I did that part, the ex the work part, the dump part first. I made sure I took a brain dump before I tried to do anything good. Um, and then, of course, uh, just a little thing. Um, I went to uh, Crystal's house last night to watch a movie with her and Michaela. We've been trying to watch for a long time. Happy Death Day 2. Um, and speaking, or sorry, Happy Death Day to you is what it's called. And uh, quick little thing. Uh, it's Crystal's birthday today as I'm recording this, as always on Tuesday, right before Wednesday, making sure it's available for you guys. So happy birthday to Crystal. It was kind of funny that it was like the Happy Death Day to you. I don't know if you guys saw the first Happy Death Day movie. Very cool. I uh, I, I reviewed it when it first came out. Um, on the podcast and, um, it was really charming. I've watched it again since just to be caught up for the second one. And, um, second one is garbage. I checked the rotten tomato scores. The first one got some good scores. The second one got good scores, but it's garbage. It's fucking garbage. They changed the whole dynamic. It's funny too. Cause if you've seen end game, there's actually a very large end game sort of aspect. So it's so funny because Crystal and the kids went to go see Endgame yesterday and then we watched this one. Almost like it's like the same fucking movie that she watched twice. Um, Happy Death Day to you, stupid. And I know you guys always dislike my movie reviews. You, you seem to think there's something wrong. So again, come at me, watch it and come at me. This movie was fucking stupid. Um, 
it's all of the charm. Here's the thing. It's not even like, oh, it's kind of like the second one. Like, it's like the first one, but they just sort of screwed it up. No, they like completely changed what happened in the first one through some explanation. And all the charm that the first one had is not there. That's like, they feel like they try to make it kind of, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a completely different movie with different characters. Like, like, sorry, the same characters, but it's like a different movie. You're like, oh, you're kind of like. It's almost like, you know, those, those made for TV movies that you'll see like 10 years later that came off of, uh, you know, the first one, it's like, oh, boom, but it's like an entirely different cast and it's so loosely based on the first one that you're like, I says, this was just a cash grab. Like if you had called it a different movie, no one would go to see it. So that was the story with, uh, this happy death day to you. Very disappointing. Um, whatever, but I had a good time seeing Crystal and Michaela. Uh, we did some Bergs, uh, that night too which were very, very good. Crystal added crackers to them. She made, I don't think she put an egg in there. I could be wrong, but I don't think she put an egg there. But we had meatloaf burgers. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, they were very good, as a matter of fact. I want to take an opportunity to just another shout out. want to say thank you. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I am fucking blowing up on the east coast of Canada, Nova Scotia. You onesies are incredible. Um, I don't know if I've just got a bunch, because Ontario is usually like, you know, home base, Getting lots of love from home. Home base is dropping the ball. So I don't even know who of my onesies in Ontario are still listening. Uh, you know, or if I have a bunch of people who seem to be this month vacationing in Nova Scotia, but I'm, I'm going to give the love straight up to the Nova Scotia onesies and just say, you know, and I would love for some of you to email me. Just let me know what's going on with you guys, you know, uh, to, to sort of tell me, Hey, like we're, we're liking the podcast or, you know, or just let me know that you're my Ontario onesies and you happen to be over there. But I just, I don't know. I I'm, I'm loving the, uh, East coast love. They really are the best Canadians, you know? Uh, they always get the credit for being like the kindest and the most hospitable. I loved my trip out to Halifax too. And I'm looking for an excuse to go back, uh, go back out East. So, uh, East coast onesies, send me some love contact at one man podcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. Just even a quick little, hello. My name is so-and-so and I found you. I don't know. I'd love to know how you found the podcast. Anything just, just so I'm not screaming out to the void with no response. So um, much love to my East coast onesies. Thank you guys so much. Big shout out to Nova Scotia. Thank you for the numbers guys. And with that, we make it into the sponsorship portion of the podcast. My partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom reader. And I was just in Montreal driving in that God forsaken city. So I decided, Oh, one second here popped into, uh, the attack of the factoids, uncle John's bathroom reader attack of the factoids and decided to get a little bit of information about road work. Now, of course, American company, they're going to have a lot of, uh, us road information, but I just figured, you know what? I'd love to know about road work. Cause it never seems to end in Montreal. So combined the lanes of public roads in the U S constitute more than 4 million miles. Half of the cars on us roads are driven 25 miles or less a day. Ancient Roman roads had rest stops with, with inns and stables for travelers about every 15 miles. Uh, what else we got here? Speaking like a small kid again, I got little, little sprinkle spots on my pages. In 1908, Detroit laid asphalt on the very first paved road in America, a stretch of Woodward Avenue between six and seven mile roads. Uh... It's when it says between, between six and seven mile roads, I think that means like six mile, seven mile, right before eight mile. Bam, 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 bam. Deep, 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 deep. Um, a mathematical formula called Brea's paradox shows that adding more lanes to roads can actually lead to more traffic jams. I'd love to know more about that. To just leave it so briefly, you know, you'd think that they, maybe they could put in more of that. 
There are more roads in national forests than in the national interstate system. So that's interesting. So you got a national forest, you got more, what are you saying? There's more like roads that fly through them than in the interstate system, I guess. Roadside billboards are prohibited in Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and Vermont. And that's probably why they're better people. They're not constantly getting advertised. Well, you should stop and get some more KFC. Ooh, we get some Coca-Cola with that. Um, States with the poorest road conditions, number one, Louisiana, number two, North Carolina, and number three, Oklahoma. Indiana has more miles of interstate highway per square mile than any other state. Who cares? Before crash test dummies, mm, pig cadavers were used to simulate accident victims. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right? Because the whole idea is like, okay, where's it going to hit? Now I can see pigs. Yeah, this is like they're they're accident victims. They're using them in all the American states. Ah, this American book because they're all fat pigs. I get it. Safest place in the world to drive? Sweden. Yeah, because they're all at home fucking. Uh, apparently, that country is known for very beautiful people and free love. In two thousand and eight, uh, Ankeny, Iowa, de-iced roads with expired garlic salt, keeping it out of landfills. Can you imagine that? You go to screech like de-ice on the road. You slam on the brakes. Right, heat up the tires, and it just someone breaking garlic bread. It smells like garlic bread's bacon. Oh my god, that would be that would be a really delicious smell. eh? just burn the garlic salt, or it would stink to high heavens, like in the heat when everything melts. You got all that garlic in there, and the fucking Iowa's stupid. Uh, <laughs> an icy road becomes less slippery the more below freezing the temperature drops. Hey, hey, that's not so much road work as it is like. It should be like road condition. I don't know. Fuck. They didn't ask my permission when they were titling these uh, articles. Finally, at the bottom, there's a little uh, piece of info here. Is it asphalt, tar, or concrete? Um, this one I read, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that. Pretty sure. You'd have to be pretty dumb not to know. So it says, is it asphalt, tar, or concrete? Asphalt, a byproduct of oil production, flexes slightly with the weight of vehicles, reducing cracks. Tar, a byproduct of changing coal to coke or fuel is used mostly as a sealant and concrete, a mixture of limestone, clay, and gypsum is used on most sidewalks. Do you guys feel like you learned anything from that little thing? Only if you're like, what's it made out of? But yeah, it doesn't really, a byproduct of oil production is asphalt, and whatever, it's stupid. Guys, road work from my partners at portablepress.com. Some facts in there worth knowing. Others not, but I picked it up because Montreal could use a lot of it. It's always under construction and they never do anything about it. What a shithole for drivers. Guys, speaking of uh, being on the road doing comedy, I got other partners, Absolute Comedy. Excuse me. Um, I'll get the exact dates for you, but I will be performing at Absolute Comedy in Toronto for two straight weeks in August. I will be hosting their Prove Your uh, Comic Competition Finals. And, uh, and then I will be headlining the following week. So I'm actually looking forward to being there. Um, I will be headlining, sorry, hosting for my good friend, Paul Verzi, who's headlining, uh, in November, I believe November 15th to 19th, if I'm not mistaken, that, that week, whatever, whatever week starts on the 15th. No, sorry. 12th to 17th, I believe it is. Um, anyways, that whole week there. So you come see uh, yours truly in Toronto in August, uh, Ottawa in November, and I'll have more dates for you guys soon as I'm, I'm doing some more reaching out to clubs and things like that, get some names to other parts of Canada. And hey, if you uh, are listening and you'd like to see yours truly actually do some stand up and not just talk about a stupid fucking life, uh, send me an email, contact one manpodcast.com. Let me know what comedy venues you got in your area and maybe we can make something work. In the meantime, guys, if you're in the Toronto, Ottawa, or Kingston area, check out absolutecomedy.ca for some shows.
Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And I'm back. Did I forget anyone? No, I think that's everyone. Ha! No, of course I couldn't forget my partners at DK Dorling Kindersley, guys. DK.com slash CA for my Canadian listeners. DK.com in the States. And of course, anywhere else in the world, just uh, Google DK Books. You'll find them. Um, this week's book, I uh, I really, really enjoyed. I, this was more of like a flip through it for me, um, only because I can't read. No, it's it's just it's so massive. It's so cool. It is so cool. The graphs, the charts, uh, the maps. That sounds like I'm sitting through a board meeting, but no, this one's really, really cool. I will say right off the top, this is for the history buffs. If you're not a history buff, you know, uh, just I'll make it short, short and sweet. This book, guys, uh, in partnership with the Smithsonian, is History of the World Map by Map. Great book. It's mapping the course of history. You can actually see the maps and the movement of, uh, I don't want to say tribes, but like cultures and communities and things like that. Um, just to give you some context, it's not like they, I, I think they put it a war one that was like map by map or, or great battles. That was one that I reviewed a while back and it shows the maps of the battles and how things moved and, and, and wars and, and, you know, skirmishes that were fought. This one is the history of the world. So it's not, you don't have to be like a lover of war for it. Um, just to give you an exemption, uh, exemption, an example sample. That's what happened. Example and sample went together. Exemption, exemption, uh, an example is the sections are prehistory, all right, leading all the way to 3000 BC, the ancient world, middle ages, the early modern world, revolution and industry, progress and empire, and finally the modern world. So these are just the sections of it. I love, my favorite title is the one of the very first section, which is from apes to farmers. I just thought it was fucking great way to phrase it because you're just looking at all of the different graphs the dispersal the culture and the technology they show you a lot of graphs in each section yeah like if you're into data but but of course in in you know uh regular dk fashionable um just just beautiful form the imagery as always DK's presentational style, which I have to say is unique to them. There's other people that do like imagery books, but DK's got a fucking way of doing it, man. They they do a fantastic job. Villages to towns, things like that, how it works. I really, really enjoyed looking at this. And you you they've got these little these little um like uh bar graphs at the bottom that overlap each other. So you can see as changes take place when something started to like basically phasing out certain things in certain cultures and stuff like that. Um, what areas were ahead of others just by, you know, relief maps and things like that. Um, really, really great book. Really, really great book. If you're into the more modern stuff, you can see how things changed. Um, you know, just how revolution and industry made a difference in certain areas. Um, 
you could see where the forts are. So there's like a, a really good map that will show you where all the different forts are in the area from um, just different sort of um, like the French's fight for dominance, taxation, tyranny, things like that. We just sort of showed you, I don't know. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I would suggest strongly um, to check this book out. A, hist a history buff, this is a must. And what I like, another thing I like about these DK history books, especially the stuff that they partnered with the Smithsonian. So you know that one of the world's biggest authorities on history and knowledge and information, the Smithsonian, is partnered with it. You know, it's not like, uh, yo, and, uh, and Sal's history fucking shop, you know. Down in Brooklyn there, you know, they're, they're, they're the partners of this, this book here, you know, we got DK and then Sal's, Sal's history shop. It's like, no, it's the, the, one of the world's biggest authorities on, on history and stuff has partnered with all of these informations, the maps, the, the, just the imagery and stuff is insane. Like just when there's one that section just shows you the expansion of the U S um, immigration and trade and stuff like that with just the different maps showing you different parts of farms and, and livestock and things like that. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, just short and sweet, right? I, I'm hopefully, if listen, if you're a history buff, I hope I've tickled your fancy with it. History of the world, map by map by DK and the Smithsonian. Check it out. Get it, love it, read it. I'm not done it by any means. You know, I, I can't every week looking at a 600 page book, not to mention all the shit that I'm doing or not doing. It's, it's uh, hard, but I, I give them a fucking, I give them several hours of my week just to go through and try to, you know, learn and expand my mind. So history of the world map by my, by my partners at DK. Thank you guys. Um, what else we got going on coming up this week, guys, I am, I am processing this, this episode down so that I can get my ass out the door and go down and write for my spot at absolute comedy tonight. You guys will of course hear this tomorrow. So it's too late for that. However, tomorrow I'm doing a labor gig. You heard me stop and read a fucking email based on it. But I'm doing this labor gig tomorrow during the day, and then I'm doing a spot at Absolute Comedy. So that's what I'm doing with my Wednesday, the day this comes out, the day you guys hear this. Then the rest of the week, I'm doing the final parts of my taxes so I can file that away and then continue this uh, this particular, uh, I would say, um, momentum of writing. I want to get that done. I want to start writing. I want to start being happy with my life. And I think uh, focusing on my comedy is going to be a big part of that. So um, looking forward to doing that. Guys, I want to introduce a new little segment here too. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if you're interested in it or not. I always find out, you know, maybe we get one or two. This is very important to me. All right. I've been calling myself a good bitch now. Every time I do something good, I'm like, oh, I'm being a good little bitch, you know, doing this, doing that. So I want to open up the segment. I want to know, guys, what are you doing with your life where you felt like a good bitch or... Or when you did something nice that you didn't want to do, you know, when you were agreeable, when you were agreeable, when you shouldn't have, when you, you didn't feel like you should have been, or if you did something that made you feel shitty. So I'll give you two examples. One good bitch. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of which both could be. All right. So for example, I have started putting the weight back on because I've been on the road and I've been doing this barbecuing shit and I was eating the barbecue because I'm like, I bought this stuff. I don't want it to go bad. Um, that's really, that's not an acceptable reason to, to do something, but, uh, all I know is I've, I've, uh, I've been putting the pounds back on and the other day, now this was after a meal and everything like that, but I got in the scale and it had a three in front of it again, which I was telling myself I was never going to let happen again. Um, again, middle of the day, you're supposed to weigh yourself in the morning, but, um, that's not cool. So I have decided it's going to be a day by day thing. I have decided once and for all, I am cutting fast food out of my diet. Um, I'm, I'm, it's impossible to cut out, um, 
I'm not making excuses already. I'm just letting you guys know that I'm going to, maybe that's one of the things I can do when I'm doing my pages exercise today is I'll, I'll bang out sort of the rules for this thing. But as a good bitch, no more McDonald's drive through I will, I will allow coffee. Okay. I'm not, I'm sorry, but I'm, I love coffee too much. Maybe that'll be a, a good bitch thing in the future, but, um, so no, no drive through at all. Um, I will allow something like Subway, um, you know, something where I can eat a better meal for myself, you know, but I don't mean like, oh, I'm never going to eat food out. I, I don't have a lifestyle that would allow me to never eat out because that's just, I can't, but I'm cutting out fast food. Um, and I'm going to cut out like pub food. So if I'm at the club, whatever, if I get something, it's gotta be a salad or it's gotta be something like a chicken sandwich with like grilled, not fried. So basically I'm cutting out deep fried and I'm cutting out fast food. Okay. So that's my good bitch thing. And you know, you guys know, I tell you the truth. If I fuck up, I tell you, um, I don't want to be telling you that I fucked up. So that's what I'm, I'm hitting out right now. So as a good bitch, you know, trying to be a good bitch, I'm going to cut out fast food. That's, uh, that's my one, one example of good bitch alternatively. And we'll see what kind of momentum this takes. Very, very important to me. So you guys listening, listen, I want you to find something just to get it behind me. I like that little saying, being a good bitch. You know, I would really love for this to be the segment that sticks on. So, or maybe we can even uh, find, um, you know, either I was a good bitch or I'm trying to be a good bitch. How about that? And you guys can just decide which one you, you let me know. But um, the good bitch thing I did this week that I'm not happy about, I was a good little bitch, was bringing the headliner up. I'm not okay with the fact that that I just did that. Uh, at no point did the staff say that I had to do that. It was something he asked me to do. And because of the fact that he was so quiet and he wasn't chatty and he seemed very kind of like, you know, like he didn't like us or negative, whatever. I, my, uh, my codependency insecurity came up and I was like, Oh, if he wants that, you know, I'll just do what he I'll do. I'll do what he asked. And hopefully he won't be mad at me or whatever, which is a shitty way to live your life. But it's definitely something that I do as someone who's, you know, insecure at times and codependent. Um, so good bitch in that sense is I did something I didn't want to do. Um, but I was a good little bitch for him. You know what I mean? And so that was, that would be my second example. So, uh, if you ever do something that you don't feel comfortable afterwards and you felt like, yo, I was a good little bitch at the time, well, that could be your good bitch moment too, but I want you to share them with me. They don't have to be long stories or whatever, but maybe just, uh, let me know. I mean, I'm fine with them if they are, you know, I am all right. You guys send me an email. I read it. That's the deal. But I would love to know what's going on with you guys. What's a good bitch thing that you want to do for yourself how do you let's say let's put it this way what what you know fat fuck i want to be a good little bitch and stop eating fast food so i'm making that good bitch commitment that good bitchment commitment i don't know fuck puns pun, pun doesn't work there but uh or alternatively what did you do nice you know you can't be like well i fucking i had to go mow my lawn well there you go that's a perfect example you know the wife tells you to go mow the lawn or something like that you don't want to do no, i was a good bitch no whatever it is but just something, something where you felt not good about, but you did it. All right. How were you a good bitch this week? You know, and how do you want to be a good bitch in the future? <laughs> what do you think? I want to know what your thoughts are. So for me, I'm going to be a good bitch. No more fast food. I got to go bang out these, these rules. Cause the worst thing to do is set the bar way too high and then fail. Okay. So I'm like, I'm never eating out again. Well, I'm going to fuck that up. And then when you fuck up a little bit, you feel mentally you feel like you have permission to just, just go the whole way. Well, I fucked this up. Let's just fall the whole the way down the hole. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to set myself up for success. No more fast food. Okay. I've been, I've been the, that guy's going to die. I don't know if you can hear the motorcycle, just gunning it down. 
my street. I, I live off of a big street. So by the time you guys hear this, this guy's probably already dead. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's all I do. And then, you know what? Last time I saw someone going, wow, that guy's going to get fucking hurt. The fucking car flipped over a thousand times. Um, I'm the harbinger, guys. I know what's happening. So I'm going to find a way to not see. Wendy's had $5 Baconators for the last two weeks. I have been through Wendy's drive-thru several times in the last little while. Just hungry. I'm like, oh, five bucks for the most delicious burger ever made? Yeah, I'll do it. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. I'm going to die. So that's it. That's there. Being a good bitch for that. Um... And that's it, gang. I want to know, how are you a good bitch? I thank you to all my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, dk.com, slash ca. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Don't work too hard. Uh, what else? Enjoy the sunshine. Start your barbecue season. Fucking email me. I just want to hear from you guys, all right? East Coasters, thanks for listening. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, to the, the US. I got a lot of different states that I've never had listened before are now listening to the podcast. So thank you very much to each and every one of you who spend some time with me every week. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon.
slow 